so it's all you. All <laughs> you. Well, you can, uh, you can, <laughs> you can <laughs> lift uh, Steve Vai up all you want, and I'll be the one to take a dump on his head. <laughs> no. I've got uh, nothing but good things to say. I don't know the man. so uh, I don't know Kirk either, but I'll take a dump on him. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Eric, your host for this episode, and joining me, as always, is my co-host Jason. What's going on, Jason? Hey, I'm here. I'm, I'll be listening to you talk <laughs> <laughs> during this episode. Because <laughs> you'll have nothing to say. Oh, I have a few things to say, uh, you know. We are continuing our season two list of our favorite guitar solos of all time. We're currently in the 90s and we're up to number six. And uh, this episode, we're talking about Steve Vai and his track, The Audience is Listening. Behind the Music. Steve Vai, at the age of 12, and after hearing the guitar solo for Led Zeppelin's Heartbreaker, decided to begin playing the guitar. And at age 13, after having purchased his first guitar, began taking lessons from fellow New York native Joe Satriani, uh, who we've already mentioned once and we'll mention several more times in this, in the, in this countdown uh, and in the 80s countdown. Uh, Vai became obsessed with the discipline of practice. Now, get, Get this, this has always blown my mind. Vi practice, Vi's practice routine, consisting of a rigid and structured regimen of 10 to 15 hours a day of practicing. What? <laughs> 10 to 15 hours a day practicing. How do you take the guitar to the John? <laughs> and practice. I mean... <laughs> Wouldn't you have to do that if you're practicing 15 hours a day? I mean, that's just uh, these are the things that go through my mind, people. I'm, I apologize. That's just a ridiculous amount of practice. 15 like, hours a day. 10 to 15 hours a day. This became my, the... my hand would fall off, dude. <laughs> wow. Oh yes, uh, this became the basis of his work ethic for the rest of his career. Uh, in 1978, to further pursue his interest in music, composition, and theory. Vi attended Berklee College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts. Now, also in 1978, Vi sent a notated transcription of Frank Zappa's album, The Black Page, and a recording of his college band, Morning Thunder, to Zappa. So basically, he sat down and listened to both albums and notated and transcribed them onto paper as he was listening to them. Uh, he sent them to Zappa. Zappa was so impressed by this, uh, he responded by putting Vi on salary to transcribe all of his works, including uh, pieces from his albums, Joe's Garage and Shut Up and Play Your Guitar. Um, wow. After leaving Berklee College of Music and moving to California, Vi auditioned for and became a full-time member of Zappa's band, going on his first tour with Zappa in late 1980. Uh, Zappa often referred to Vi as his little Italian virtuoso. <laughs> 
and Vi is frequently listed in the liner notes of Zappa's albums as having performed stunt or impossible guitar parts. Um, after spending some time in, in uh, Frank Zappa's band, he also replaced another 80s guitar player named Ingve Malmsteen in a band called Alcatraz. After Alcatraz, he joined David Lee Roth's band to essentially replace Eddie Van Halen. Uh, and then he joined Whitesnake for a stint. Um, he's recorded 11 solo albums and won three Grammy Awards. His album, Passion and Warfare, and that's the album the song for this episode comes from, has been described as the richest and best hard rock guitar virtuoso album of the 80s. And he was voted uh, the 10th greatest guitar the 10th greatest guitarist by Guitar World magazine and has sold over 15 uh, million records. Now, he, he's also going to appear in our uh, in our list of solos from the 80s. So I'm going to save a little thunder for that show as well. So, and we'll talk about his gear, his influences, and a few other things when we get him in the 80s list. Let's get personal. So my first... Uh, exposure to Steve Vai was when you played for David Lee Roth on Eat Him and Smile. Um, and it was because of those albums that we went and looked up his first two solo albums, which are called Flexible and Flexible Leftovers. Um, but the first thing I ever heard from him was uh, his, his playing on Yankee Rose, um, which we, I, we saw the video first before we ever heard the album. Um, but he makes his guitar talk at the end of it. Uh, when he's talking, or at the, at the, I'm not, I'm sorry, at the beginning of it, when he's talking to David Lee Roth, which over the years has kind of become his thing, uh, vocalizing with his guitar. He he also does like he can sound like a he can make his guitar sound like a train, like a like a, a locomotive, <laughs> and, uh, elephants and horses. I mean, he just he has this thing for vocalizing with his guitar. Um, one of the <laughs> one of the articles that uh, uh, I've mentioned, my buddy Dave. Who I was in a band with in high school. Um, Dave, when we were freshmen in college, read an interview with Steve Vai where he said that he, and now that we look back, we, he was writing songs for this album, Passion Warfare, but he said that when he was writing songs for that album, <laughs> he was sleep depriving himself because after, you, after you're deprived of sleep for so long, your brain starts to release the chemical that it releases during dreams. And so you basically start hallucinating. <laughs> and okay. that was how he was writing some of the songs for Passion and Warfare. So my buddy Dave, uh, one, one weekend, decided to try to sleep deprive himself until he, till he hallucinated and was going to try to write a song. Uh, and he got to 51 hours of sleep deprivation and, and, and it never happened for him. But that, but that was that was we were we were just just mesmerized by the fact that that's what he was trying to do was was write songs while that's he was crazy. while he was hallucinating. Um, <laughs> I, saw, <laughs> um, I saw actually saw him live in 2016 for the 25th anniversary of the Passion Warfare Warfare album, um, where he plays the entire album from start to finish after playing for a full hour before that. Um, and it was just, it was, it was amazing that he, he played that entire album start to finish, no breaks, just kept playing song after song for song, um, had other, had other guests, guitarists come in and play with him too. 
uh, it was it was it was it was a great show. So um, awesome. I'm gonna bet that you don't have a lot of background with Steve Buck. No, I mean I I studied under his sleep deprivation technique <laughs> and no no my close association is with david lee roth i yeah. actually more or less the skyscraper album is the one that i remember having right on cassette. uh still do actually and uh just like paradise i love that one so that's my closest tie there as far as yeah. the solo career never really personally sought out his work and this was definitely the first time I remember hearing this song and watching the music video too. So yeah, that makes sense. You know, you're, you're <laughs> you deprive yourself of sleep and you start <laughs> thinking about what it was like uh, back in elementary school or whatever. Find some, uh, <laughs> find some uh, memories. It's, it's funny. You mentioned skyscraper because uh, Steve, I helped produce that album out of the two albums he was on for David e. Roth. He produced uh, uh -huh. skyscraper. So, and if you listen to that album and then listen to some of the solo stuff, you can hear the same production markers. Gotcha. Gotcha. The, album, so. the breakdown. So first of all, the video, like Jason just mentioned a few minutes ago or a few seconds ago, for this video, I think it's a pretty fun video. Uh, it's very hot for teacherish. Uh, there's a, there's a kid. <laughs> that's what I wrote down. Yep. Yeah. There's a kid that's acting like a young Steve Vai and he's playing this song in a classroom setting. Um, so I, I, I've always, I've always thought that was a funny video. And I remember, I remember it was, it was in pretty heavy rotation when it first hit MTV. Um, back in nine, like 90 or 91, something like that. So, uh, second of all, though, the whammy bar abuse to start the song, uh, is the only Steve Vilek I have ever mastered. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot play a thing that this guy plays except for that that abusive uh -huh. Emmy bar section. Uh, I have broken many a string trying to emulate that on this song, on, on, on any song, just, just, you know, just going uh -huh. with the whammy bar. Um, but again, like the, I like the Eric Johnson song we talked about in the, in the two episodes ago. Uh, it's an instrumental song. There's really no starters or no end to the solo. It's just one long solo. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I have I have stood in awe of Steve Vai since the first time I heard him play on you know, on David David Lee Roth's album and then going back to his his other solo stuff. He's just a he's a virtuoso. He just plays with such ease. I mean, if you want if you go look up some of his live videos on YouTube, he's not struggling. <laughs> he's just, oh no no, he's yeah, not struggling at all. He just he's very so, precise. Yeah, he's just so. Um, it's just everything just comes easy for him when he plays and it's just fun to watch him it's fun to watch him and you could you because you hear that stuff that he plays and you're like god that's amazing and you watch him and it's just it just flows out of him and so yeah, when you're playing for 15 hours a day and you take it to the grocery <laughs> store and fill up your car <laughs> i mean seriously think about where you have to play guitar to play for 15 hours a day yeah that's I what mean, i'm thinking it's so funny no um, it i mean i kind of pulled a section out of there that I thought was the solo. It's so fast. And yeah. I mean, just it's ridiculous, man. He is very talented. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, it definitely a hot for teacher vibe with the, <laughs> the uh, video the drums with oh, the yeah. drums too, the drum yes. sounding, but it's just a weird song with, the, you know, <laughs> it's just the, the teacher 
you know, yelling at him the whole time. The one know? part of the song I don't really like is that middle part where he's talking, uh, you know, in the background. It's, it breaks down in the, in the middle and he's kind of talking in the background. I'm not, I'm not yeah. a fan of that part. But the rest of it, it's just—I mean, it's, it's just—it's just a goofy song, but um, you know, it's just in the goofiness you hear his playing, and it's—it's it, yeah. always been—I've always been in awe of him, no matter who he's played with, or you know, or what he's playing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just—he's just a, an amazing guitar player. So Steve Vai comes in at number six in our countdown of the top twenty-five solos of the '90s. I have two bonus songs for us today. The first one is from his 1985 album, Alien Love Secrets. <laughs> and it's called Bad Horsey. And I mentioned earlier that he can make a, his guitar sound like a train and a horse, and you're going to hear it in this song. It's, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, and then the second, the second bonus song is from his 96 album called Fire Garden. And the song is called Little Alligators. One of, that's, that's one of my favorites. Uh, if you have Spotify Premium, which is what we recommend, Stay tuned. You're going to hear both those bonus songs in their entirety. Uh, free Spotify users is just going to get enough to make you mad. And then if you don't use Spotify, you're going to have to rely on the song whip links in the show notes. Um, give us your thoughts on this episode or any episode, really, at Greatest Lists on Twitter. Or you can head on over to our website, greatestlistpodcast.com, where you can stream this episode or any episode that you want to listen to. Uh, thank you for joining us, and Jason, we'll be back next episode with our number five song. Top five. Man, we're almost we there. We're almost yep. there. Thanks for listening to Greatest Lists. We look forward to continuing our list next time. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists. 